I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screema. Welcome to the podcast for Realtors. Thank you, Realtor Partners, for all the business you send to us. This is just uh, three leaders of a mortgage company getting together and saying, hey, here's some thoughts about how to help our Realtor Partners and encourage you and pump you up. I think we all need that. I used to think people didn't need motivation. That's not true. We all need it, right? That's why we listen to podcasts and do stuff like that uh, and, and obviously gather some knowledge. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Yeah. And then Robin and Jim are going to to expand on that. So, so is it okay ago, if I if I say why I asked you to do this topic? Yeah, um, Todd's going to share a, a topic that has helped me get through two different tough times of my career, um, because it made me feel like I wasn't a weirdo, like I'm not the only one. And I think one of the biggest things that you can do to move forward in your life and in your business is to realize. You're not the only one and be connected to people who also want to move forward. And that's what this little talk did for me two different times in my career. So I asked him if he could cover it a little bit. And then we, that's, that's how it came about. And I think it's important because. Yeah, what, what, well said. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a construct. It's a language for how to get through issues. So that's what I'm going to describe. So it was taught to me by a man who's a business consultant. He says, hey, uh, we're out on my patio, honestly drinking some scotch. And uh, it's like seven o'clock at night. And he was staying the night with me. And um, he says, Todd, let me teach you how human behavior works for everyone on the planet. I'm like, okay. So he says, well, so I want you to imagine like a horseshoe graph. And he says, at the bottom, there's, it starts with startup. And that's like, think of the first time, the first day you became a loan officer. How did you feel? I said, well, I was scared, nervous, excited. He says, yes, everyone experiences the same thing. I said, okay. He says, now think of a brick wall where you smash through this brick wall and you feel different. He says, that's called confidence. And he said, describe that for, for, for me. He says, well, I, I thought about it. I said, I was driving home about a year and a half in the business. I just had my best month ever where I closed eight loans. And, and I remember saying to myself, I don't have it all figured out, but I can for sure do this business until I retire because I'm only going to get better. I'm a year and a half in, just had my best month ever. I'm confident that I can repeat. I can learn to repeat eight loans a month and then get to 10 and then get to 12, right? So that's the feeling of confidence. Then you go further and you get to a period called good times. Good times is like, it's good times. Good times. I remember photocopying my paycheck where I made $115,000 my second year. I photocopied my paycheck stub and I said, dad, I did it in a big black felt marker and I faxed it to him. He called me later that night. He says, son, you made 10 grand in a month. I said, yes, I did, dad. This is 30 years ago. He's like, that's awesome. You, you're doing it, right? That's good times. Then you get to a, a period where you feel like you're indestructible. This was COVID for many of us. This, 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 everything I'm explaining can happen in 10 minutes or 10 years. So there's no time limit on the circle. It happens over and over again in life. 
Okay. So you get to this place where you're like, I've got this all figured out. I like, I am the best ever. Okay. That's a dangerous thing. Here's how the model works. Every time you feel that way, every time in your marriage, every time with your kids, you just got home from uh, a wonderful week-long camping with your kids and fishing. It was the most bonded time you ever had, s'mores over the campfire. But then you get into the red zone. The red zone is I get home and two days later I come home. I walk in my son's room and it smells like pot. And he's smoking a joint. I'm in the red zone. I just had the best week of my life with my kids. Now I'm in the red zone. Wow. Red zone has feelings. The feelings are fear, anxiety, and third, disillusion. Disillusion is the time that you go on the Indeed app and just see if there's anything better out there. That's when you know you're in disillusion. Now, there's another brick wall. And there's only two ways you can go. After that brick wall of dissolution, you either decline. Decline, which means you slowly or quickly get get out of the, in this case, business. Decline. Or there's an arrow that goes back to good times. And there's only one way to get back to good times. Only one way. And this is the big part of this learning behavior model. What's, Jim, what is it? Uh, skill development or relearn, either either develop new skills or relearn the old ones you forgot. Yep. Yes. Like golf. That's a, fan- that's a fancy word for either skill development or getting back to the basics. So that's the only way you either decline. I talked to a loan rep, worked for me for about 16 years, night before last. Todd, I got to go. I got to go. I said, bud, you've been a great loan officer for 18 years, 16 years. I got to go. He's in disillusion. So you either exit in this, this kind of trying times, you either exit or you, you be humble enough to learn new skills and put them into practice. And when I say this, this can happen in, you know, you have a, you have a beautiful date night with your spouse. You're in lottery that night. You're just so loving to each other. You're having a great time. The next morning, you get in a big fight. You're going to go through the circle. Dude, well, thank God you just said that because I was thinking I was the only one that happens to. 100% it happens to every person in all walks of life. This, you can take this behavior model. I guess a simple version is when you think you get it all figured out, something happens to screw it up. And that's... It, it's just how life works, but we try and fight it. And we think there's no way we can, we can get through something and we don't have to do anything different. We'll just wait it out, which is what a lot of people yeah. are doing. I'll just wait it out till things get better and there's more or, inventory. Or you think something's wrong with me that is not fixable and I'm just a loser. Where that yes. crosses your might. Yeah. And that happens. Everybody feels, I feel, I feel so dumb that I literally thought I had it all figured out 
And then within a very short period of time, I, I feel like I was wrong. And so I must be stupid. And sometimes that can damage your confidence. Let, let me say one more thing. And this is uh, personal, but it just happened Monday. So I get a text from a family member. And that family member ha- wa- was living with a boyfriend. The boyfriend, unfortunately, um, went to war and had to kill some people. He came home several years ago and he couldn't get through it. That's how he felt. Yep. And so he took his own life and she had no idea. And she started to blame herself. So I'd call her hysterically crying for 40 minutes and we'd go through this. That person, unfortunately, decided to decline. Instead of say, hey, I'm really not feeling good. I need to get some help. I need to see somebody. I need to seek professional advice. I need to develop new skills. My head is not in a good place. My heart is not in a good place. I feel horrible about myself. So that's a, this is, you can take this to anything in life. And what it's supposed to help us with is we're going to have to grow. We're going to have to change. But yet the human behavior is we don't want to change. A similar, you know, the AI thing. You can look at AI and robots in your house and all that and say, the world's coming to a hell in a handbasket. It's not going to work. Or you can say, I wonder what the opportunities are with all that, right? I'm just giving you examples that go through the cycle. For for us in in real estate and and these messages to realtors, this this process, beginning, confidence, good times, feeling like you're in lottery, and then the red zone, which is the decline, is normal. So if you've experienced it, especially over the last period of time, for any reason, either because of the market or something that happened in your community or your life, it's normal. And you're at a point where my dad calls it fork in the road. You can go this way or you can go that way. And this way is you choose to accept that you're shrinking. And the other way is to regrow again. And the way to do that is through skill development, either new ones, if the markets change that much, or re- recommitting to do some old stuff that you used to do. Yep. So, you know, um, so if, as a realtor, what are the basic skills that you either need to learn or relearn to get back to good times? What are the top three? What do you guys think? Can I throw one out that I think gets underrated? Please. Think back on when you were the most successful. Try and remember how many sales calls you made a day and make that many. Ooh. Be more like literally like, pick up the phone kind of simplicity. When, when, when I was a new loan officer, I spent two hours a day, every day, banging the phones. Every day. Religiously. Uh, I see what you're saying. You're saying, hey, what you made it in real estate, obviously. What did you do back then? Boom. And like spend some time remembering. Like spend some time talking yes. about it so those memories come back about how you really made it. Because people will say, oh, well, I worked on a team and so I got some business or whatever they say. And if you really, really dig down, you'll remember what made you successful. That's and then do yes, that. Do that again. Repeat what, what you broke into the business. 
Robin, what do you think? What's the Robin? skill for realtors? Like, yeah, I mean, like, redevelop I or develop. Todd kind of talked about it, but I, I think one of the things that we have to do is is being willing to not only ask for help, but take the advice of people that are having less struggle than us or more success than us. And I think that that's something that we we often don't do. We don't, you know, we'll go seek a lot of information and then that's great. That's half of it, but the second half is actual implementation. And so how do you add implementation and accountability to it? Those are skills that we often lack and we and we run into luck of the draw, if you will, right? Like the phone rings just enough to get us there um, in sales where the truth is in most sales organizations, you have to go out and do the work every single day, no matter what. Ours too, but sometimes it, it we we just get enough luck in there. So I think a big one is asking for help and not only heeding that advice, but also being willing to implement what they say to do. Cool. I got six. Oh, you ready? Yeah. Rapid fire. Yeah, simple though. Like I think sometimes people get too theory based when it comes to this, you know, redirecting yourself. It's too theory based. It's too, you know, 10,000 foot view stuff. And I'm just a blue collar guy. I just, I don't like people confuse me and I'll stop them and ask them, what, what, what's that word mean? I got no problem asking what a word means. I don't understand a lot. So here's my six. Number one is how to do a business plan. That's a skill. But create a business plan. Recreate a business plan. Like a written business plan. Like for the realtors I work with and the low realtors that work for me, I've been banging the drum about your one-year vision and your one-year business plan. And I'm going to keep doing it until I start seeing it. Because I think that's super important. You've got to have some direction. Even like you've got to have it. Number two is um, committing to your weekly calendar. It's a skill to like get into Outlook set a bunch of recurring things, and then print it out and follow it. Now, it seems like I'm being silly, but I'm not. I don't feel like making calls today. But it says you're supposed to call for two hours. Yeah, but I, you know, I, me, me, and, you know me and my girlfriend fought last night. Like, no, 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 be committed to your calendar. That's a skill and having someone to help you. Um, number three is a professional presentation for buyers and sellers. Like, when... When we're really busy, I skip my steps. I'm sure realtors do too, but get back to, you know, the long professional presentation for buyers and sellers. Because all we do is educate, communicate, and close on time. As a realtor, educate, communicate, close on time. That's what you're supposed to do, and you'll earn your money. So professional presentation, getting better at that. Number four I put down was escrow management. Now, the reason I say that is, because escrows never go the same. They are like a, air, like a flight, right? We tell the airplane story in our professional presentation. Escrows are like a flight. Sometimes there's turbulence. Sometimes you get redirected. Sometimes your stewardess is kind of grumpy, right? So what happens to the realtors I work with is sometimes they used to not let that derail them, and now they do. In other words, it used to be they could still execute their business plan even though they were currently experiencing a bumpy escrow. Now the bumpy escrow stops them from executing their their weekly business plan. So escrow management without the emotion. That makes sense? And then uh, number five is having a plan for developing current client referrals. Like being conscious of 
the people you're currently helping look for homes and the people you're currently listing their homes to make sure that in your presentation and in your plan, they understand that you count on them to feed your children. Not just assuming it, but to have a plan around getting leads from them during those two processes. And then number six is having a database marketing plan. Like having a database of past clients, friends, and family, and having a tactic for mailing, calling, and visiting. That's what I think. Basic. If you, if you basic, can read so a couple of guys, skills, um, I think you can get back to good types. Yes. 100%. Guys, this is one of those things where it's such a big topic, but we try and make these short and impactful. And I want to say two things in closing. First of all, use this as a resource. Uh, the, profession, the, the, the presentation, the business plan, we've got videos on how to do all that stuff. We're happy to give them to you because you support our business. We literally would not be in business For without sure. you. You're our client. So if we can help you with any of that, shoot us a, my email is tscrima, S-C-R-I-M-A, at summitfunding.net, N-E-T. Oh. We're happy. Like, hey, Todd, I heard you on the podcast. Could you send me this? No problem. Okay, you'll have it in a day. So you're our client. Um, the, the, the other thing I would mention, and this is kind of an ask from me, uh, we started a, <laughs> what's become a very successful venture is we love getting new loan officers into the business. So you might have a friend or family member or something. We put them in a 16-week program that is a course that they take. I personally coach them, and we've had a lot of success with that. So if you know someone that maybe, hey, maybe they want to get in the mortgage business, um, just shoot me an email and, or, or reach out to me on social media, and we'll send them some information. It's been a home run, and it's super fun to, to be able to train people correctly from the beginning on how to get licensed, how to get sales, how to understand guidelines, um, all kinds of sales training. It's very fun. So uh, that's an ask from me to you. Uh, last thing is, anytime you need some help, reach out. Reach out to your loan officer. Reach out to us. I, I would I would return anyone's phone call that reached out to me. I will spend time with you. Some with Jim, so would Robin, because you're our client. And I want to make that super clear. And we're so honored that you would use us because there's lots of choices out there. So we hope that you got some value out of this. And if we can help you with any of those resources, reach out to us. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful month. Thank you guys very much. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.